Dun, dun, dun. We good? All right, sweet. Yeah, I didn't want to miss out on any of that sauce. You guys are going uh, into like the deep fake. Yeah, the deep fake. I've never even heard of the deep fake until now, so this is all. Yeah, this is all for us. All right, guys. Quick little intro. Uh, Welcome to the Cymatic Show. Today we have company. Kyle Hagberg. Yes, correct. You got it. I I wanted to throw the accent. Yeah, Kyle is. I mean, we've known Kyle now for what three, four years. Dude, yeah, long time. And and Kyle, when we first met him, was really. Just kind of not just starting, but still very really early, fresh, like, like a year in. Maybe. Extremely underdeveloped. I I was in that kind of stage of uh, the music thing where I had a huge backlog of music, but I didn't have that much out to like show for it. So I got into contact with you guys through G Rex. Yeah, because he did the artist right. fact. Right. So shout out to G Rex. He threw us in a in a Facebook group and I sent him a batch of unreleased tunes and he was like, bro, can you get on a call? <laughs> Dude, I still, I still remember, uh, Drew hitting me up and then showing me all the, like, it was just like a bunch of private. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And was, it was like all my was, hybrid. Trap I can only stuff. imagine how that playlist looks now. I, w- I got to see it. It's, it's so I, I recently just kind of got out of a situation where my MacBook was on its last leg but i was kind of like squeezing everything i could out of it every project is but yeah sure it kind of it kind of got to the point where i could have two or three serums open in the project and then i'm having to render everything to audio just to hear it so yeah, it killed my flow stuff. i wasn't able to like write and i just got the new i9 macbook like uh last week and i've been just flying on tunes again like That's so awesome. excited about producing i was like Really timid about it for a while because my laptop was just driving me insane. But did I have a Beast desktop? And Omnisphere will still start to make it go jank. I, 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 I miss there. having Omnisphere. It was on one of my old externals that I lost. But yeah, I'm trying to get it reinstalled soon. Yeah, I got a cop. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's cool. And that's uh, that's the funny thing about that though is that we didn't meet until like four or five hours ago, like in person. Oh yeah, in oh. Person. yeah. Like yeah. we've only communicated. Dude, it's crazy. That's how almost all calls. my like yeah. producer relationships are though. Like besides Steven, honestly, like mm. I don't know too many people. It's in internet person. first. Like, yeah. So many crazy in- dude. It's and, like, and it's always different in person too. You, there's always a slightly off, like you have this perception of somebody when yeah. you're talking and to them, you, even you video them chat. And then, dude, you know, the biggest thing is height. <laughs> if I don't know their yeah. height, have you ever bumped into somebody yeah, both absolutely. ends of the spectrum? One, absolutely. you think they're like pretty tall and all of a sudden like, yeah, like super short or, uh, you think they're like regular height and all of a sudden yeah. there's, there's six, eight, like when I bumped into Afrojack, whatever he is. Oh, and he yeah. was a is he super tall? Yeah. He's I don't tall. think he's I've ever man. seen him in He person. might be like six, nine, yeah, he's six, a, ten. He's a big dude. That's ridiculous. Jordan, he look up how tall Afrojack is. I'm super <laughs> curious. I feel like he's going to be like six, seven. Is that on cue? Can I do that too? Be yeah, like, yeah. Jordan. <laughs> so he's like Siri. Yeah, Jordan. Oh, Six yeah. ten. He's six, six ten. ten. He's an NBA center. He's yeah. a big boy. No, he can dunk for sure. He would dunk on me in two <laughs> yeah. seconds. He can dunk. But I met him and it was at Tomorrow World and he was just like, "Yo, what's up, man?" He used our stuff and it was just like I was looking at him <laughs> and like his hand is just like, "Damn." Yeah. I would have never guessed. Uh, we've been asking everybody if they have any crazy tour stories. So, do you have any? any I have a couple crazy? of funny ones. I love so with a, a, a lot of it is. Like, there's no, like, one direct one that stands out to me that's, like, this crazy shit happened to me on tour. But it's a lot of, like, just nights where one person got super fucked up or too fucked up. And it was just funny because of that situation. (laughs) Like, this one night we got um, kind of put into a weird situation in a show in Boston. So me and... uh, Dirt Monkey just drank a bunch of tequila and he he just ended up like yakking a bunch of times and then we had to go back on the on the tour bus and he was just throwing up on the tour oh bus. Oh god. <laughs> but just like 
He's he's literally the most mellow, happy person, even just about like being all fucked up and too sick. He's still just like being hilarious about it. It just really. That was a quick call out. We're gonna have to get him on the show. Tell oh, yeah, he's gonna come and be like, "What company? (laughs) Let me tell you a couple things." No, it's interesting. You want to talk a little bit about, I guess, uh, a little bit about your, about your backstory, how you got to like this point. Because like when, when we met you, you weren't at this point. You're somebody who has picked up traction and kept Yeah, going. you guys honestly were one of the bigger reasons I picked up a lot of like earlier traction. And a lot of those reasons are back-end reasons. And then a lot are from the, the growth hacking stuff, like the... Uh, the artist series packs and letting me do like streams for you guys. Like a lot of people really connect with an artist Dude, when they you get remember to... those things. For yeah, people. exactly. Even the live streams that Steven used to do with like a hundred people, yeah. 50 people on them. People three years later be like, Dude, I used to it's watch crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, so man. much value to someone and yeah. they're kind of getting to breach a level. You don't get to breach with a lot of the people you listen to is that you kind of get a feel for how they are as a person, you know, rather than just like, Oh, this is what their music sounds like. Um, so that was probably big because like a lot of shows I play, uh, like a lot of producers come to see me particularly because like we have that sort of connection. They always come up to me after the show like, I watch all your live streams and oh, that's tutorials that's awesome. and bullshit and you know and and uh, that was that was another really big thing. And the other thing was just like forty hours a week of sound design. You know, oh, and yeah, doing yeah. it as a job, yeah, you, you get, get really fuck. comfortable inside of this sense. So, dude, you're you got serum serum master. Yeah, serum quick. serum became uh, like a really like a crutch for me. Like I really really got comfortable with sound design because of how comfortable I got with that synth in particular, and I could kind of apply general workflow that I'm doing inside of the synth to like post processing and, yeah. and mixing down and stuff like that. Um, that was huge. I also taught a six week serum course at beat lab Academy, which is like, kind of like a, kind of like a icon thing in, it was like a small classroom setting, which was, it was weird. Like it's cool. I teach people all the time, one-on-one lessons and it's like the most casual thing. And then coming and like setting up at a desk and I feel like I should have like a suit and tie. (laughs) Quiet, quiet. quiet, Mr. Company. (laughs) Mr. Company. That's Mr. Company. Hey, do not call me Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Putting people in detention. Um, I saw you were talking about doing a lot of like sound design with like operator lately. Yeah, I've been messing with it. I think I had like a two week session where a lot of it was because of my laptop was just so cpu struggling like i was doing some operator stuff and uh i was making just a lot of those like legato long vibrato-y basses i I have in a lot of my songs and i just love like messing with the harmonics in there and just it's it's pretty straightforward i like the fm modes that you can like have these two top like the oscillators or whatever it's a, it was just kind of new to me, so I was like, oh, cool. I can like, kind of get this synth down without yeah, having just, to go watch a bunch of tutorials. I've been it. going in on Faceplant lately. It's so fucking cool, man. It's overwhelmingly I it's, cool. I think it's going to be really big if the right people push it. Yeah, I've seen some good tutorials on it already, but it's one of those things I'm going to have to like hold off on it being my main yeah. thing until I can absorb a bunch of information. Sounds- I'm just so 
next level with serum yeah that no, it's kind mean. of like i'm taking a step back to learn this synth so it, it, it's kind the of the sounds like, out of the box were sounding fat yeah and they're nuts yeah. have you seen the like uh complex ones the guy that made the dial up thing oh yeah there's like a helicopter there's crazy that was rob swire he did really yeah he did a bunch yeah you should you should look at all the effects especially uh all those presets are pretty much like all the cool ones are yeah i use some of those in that tune i was uh like working oh on. really yeah. that's awesome yeah a lot of that intro is face plant too just messing with a lot of different like plucks and pads in there it's, Dude, there's it's some super really strong good, the the presets that are just like stock are so good yeah right? i've been using those a lot but bass sounds in there are really cool and uh i don't know if you guys have heard of oh you obviously have heard of nasco yeah because yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's been doing and, and he me and him will like skype and he's got that synth already so down so he showed he showed me some really cool stuff without his uh live stream thing he did he just did like a long day. session of so face plant super so helpful good. dude he's super talented right? yeah dude, he's, he's like 18 yeah right? he's, he's gonna crush it <laughs> i've been playing this one tune of his in my sets and like shouting out on the mic every time because it gets such a good crowd reaction but it has this really crazy second drop i played it in dc and and they did a wall of death without me saying anything <laughs> like the crowd did their own wall dude does that of get death. dangerous what, wait, wait, have you seen people wait, like wait, break their nose wall of death is when they split the room down the middle and they run and they like start pitting ah. in the middle it's I'm crazy like I would do that shit. Jordan That's would do dude, one time I mosh pitted with Jordan you gotta he, see. he almost knocked me out straight up it was that Matt Decent <laughs> I, I gotta pull up a video of one of like Zomboy's wall of deaths or something like that sounds him and, dangerous yeah they're, they're insane people have to who's be your, who's, fucked who, up who's your friend who's uh, Caleb oh Caleb when he went to Tomorrow World he got stomped out he got stomped he was on the ground and we had to like help him up and the pits get yeah I think that was what was that was that Foster Thomas? I can't remember what show that yeah, was. Yeah, I think that. it was Foster Thomas. Um, Wait, do people break the rail at your shows? Um, yeah, there's been a couple like really bad ones. Um, one of them being, uh, where was this? Uh, San Antonio, I think it was. Illfest is this festival where me and Tynan went back to back, and they broke the entire set of rails. Like the security <laughs> had to kick everyone off. Damn. Um, the it like was cutting the music before because they were going so crazy on the rail. Why is that even a thing? I and then yeah, they were doing that. they were doing like the, funny. a lot of there, there's a lot of headbanger controversy when it comes to breaking the rail because there's the people that get in there and they're like like you know doing the full neck thing and then there's people that just pick it up and slam oh, no, it on it, the man. ground I and see it's it like all the time. I appreciate what I know what you're trying to do. And you hear it on stage, and it's really hype, and it's like is on it the hype? kicks and snare. It, it sounds like part of <laughs> like a layer to your track. Ky cool. Kyle's hired a few people out there to get started. Oh, I, I hired a few big it. guys <laughs> <laughs> just get it going, dude. So your sh your shows are getting pretty big now, man. Yeah, I've seen man. some ones that I was like, what was oh. the biggest one you played? Um, basic cat, not basic academy. Um, it was Apex Tour uh, Excision Stop in San Bernardino at the NOS Event Center. It was like 20,000 people. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Back to back with Sullivan King. Dude, it was insane. That's Were you nervous? Amazing. Um, I didn't really expect the crowd of that caliber. Like I played <laughs> a lot of big rooms before, so I was kind of ready for it. And I just watched Bohemian Rhapsody on the plane uh -huh. and I got off and I was like, this is like one of those crowds. Like this is like a queen crowd, you know, oh, like that, you true, can't man. see the back of it. It's like a sea of people. And I, I, it was one of the first times in a while I went to plug my USB in and was like <laughs> shaking. But yeah, you know, you get like three or four tunes in and you find your rhythm and you're having fun. Like me and him are just going back and forth, like goofing around, you know, it, it, it's always the first like 10 minutes where it's like, 
Mm-hmm. Getting back into yeah, it. Yeah, a little shaky. Dude, you know? that's crazy, man. Wait, so uh, what do you like better? You like doing those mega shows or you like doing a little more intimate, like club e- Each of them have their, you know, their thing that I like about them the most. Um, the intimate ones, I feel like you take back like a group core of like, like almost like a, a bond with those, with those, those fans. Yeah. And like, I feel like Dude, I they see. have your full undivided attention. Usually with those big lineups, it's like, I'm only here for this guy. And like, some people might not even know you. They're you, just like, yeah, you there. never know. Like some, sometimes it's hit or miss, but, um, Dude, those people are like super fans, man. They exactly. Love, like tattoos. A lot of people, has anybody got a tattoo of your logo? Yeah. Yet? Yeah. Like, like three or four people. Dude, I was telling Drew, we need to do a sample pack, and you can only get it if you if you <laughs> to get a cymatic. It's like a it's ninety gig sample pack. Yeah, but you can like, only get it if, if you get, get the cymatic tattoo. It have to be the would, craziest. Would, well, how how many bad. people would do it? Dude, I saw people getting Lil Xan's tattoos redone on their face. Did you see him pull a gun on that guy? Yeah, yes. that was crazy, man. That was kind of like I think he's wanted for that right now. Or he's, yeah, he's I'm surprised charges. he's not in jail I mean, you already. Can, you can't just get into it, somebody, and all of a sudden point. He was pointing it I, I, when I watched the video. Yeah. At first, I thought he was like flashing because I've seen people being like, "Yo, stop fucking with me," you know. But he like no, he, he was pointing it. it. He pulls it. And also, I like the, how the guy just keeps talking shit. Oh, he's I like, know. "Yeah, you're a little bitch." Like whatever. I mean, what's he gonna do? Is yeah, he's gonna not gonna shoot, shoot somebody in the face. Maybe if he's fucked up and he's just like, "Oh yeah." You know what Maybe. I'm saying? I don't know. That That'd shit be crazy. was crazy. Fuck, fuck that. Dude, we should get Lil Xan on the show. Lil Xan? Dude, we were, we were You wouldn't even be able to form a sentence. <laughs> Dude, we were joking. Kyle, so, so funny to watch. So man. the podcast is in, is in my... We have the podcast room we built in my basement. We oh. shoot it, but it's funny because we're getting into like the rap scene super hard. Oh, no way. But like the people are pretty hardcore in terms of like characters you're getting in there and, and then i can imagine and then for us i'm like dude i don't know if one of these dudes come in the house they're like drinking lean and shit. neighbors i don't know if steven's neighbors are ready for it no they're honest. not ready for it man some <laughs> like they come up with a squad of like some fucking nope they'll, serious they'll dudes. pull up deep you know it's kind 30 of, people deep it's, it's, it's <laughs> kind of funny dude the Birdman, uh the Birdman, what was it breakfast club where he Did shows up that? with like nine goons no Scary, man. he's like oh yeah yeah is that the one where he's he like was put like, some respect on my yeah name. that was it obviously that, <laughs> some, that's the put, that's the thing put some respect well, respect on my name and yeah, then, dude, he had a, like 12 goons in there yeah and dude they were definitely strapped <laughs> yeah probably you know I've, i i can't imagine that's they, man they were ready this podcast stays pretty light on that side of things no, we're we're not trying to trying to have any uh anybody coming in threatening us. <laughs> I was so, gonna uh, I was gonna bring my heat. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about like going to schools like Icon? Icon, I feel like I went at a super prime time where there wasn't as much available on the internet, you know, yeah. and, and resources available and just like things like that. Um Icon, I, I literally wouldn't be where I'm at with Icon, is, is my one take on that. It's, it's hard to say, though, because a lot has changed in the three or four years since I've graduated. You know, it's, it's, it's like one of the most helpful places to be for, for a really early producer, you know, and you're, and you're getting out of your comfort zone a lot. You're going to learn keys. You're going to learn how to sing. You're going to learn how to write lyrics. You're going to learn how to mic and uh, work instruments. You know, a lot of stuff that people avoid just as a music producer, but things that will just make you, in general, more capable to, to write better stuff, you know? So I think it's super worth going. It's just if, if it's going to be, like, for that particular person, because a, a lot of people 
showed up and would do what they could to pass the class yeah. and kind of treat it like community college. Yeah, that know? makes no that sense. That's and, then, the and then there's the other people who I've seen excel in, in the time that I was there that were there on their time off working. Like for me, it was... I was commuting from Temecula two hours away for the first two or three months I was going to Icon. Mm -hmm. So I would wake up at like 6 a.m., drive to Icon to like skip traffic. I would go pretty early and get there when they open. I would work on tunes until my classes, take my classes, and then it would end at like 6 p.m. So I couldn't leave because of the traffic. So I'd work on shit until they closed and then go home. I so mean, like dude, Icon that's why you was got so good. Yeah, Icon was beast for me because I was also on top of that, just incredibly hungry and still pretty new to music production. So I was in that phase where I was just like gobbling up information, whatever I could get. And it's a gold mine. Like even just the community is a good reason to go, you know, but, and then there's the devil's advocate side that like, you can get a one-on-one mentor mentor. That's like crazy good and can, can kind of, uh, pinpoint exactly what's going to make you a better producer rather than like throwing a bunch of other dude. That's I think, I think so many more people should do that. Yeah, like one on one because like think about how many producers who are really really talented but mm-hmm. who aren't at that level where they're like touring, going to play the shows, or just mm-hmm. kind of still in like bedroom phase. Yeah, I'm like, dude, if you're a new producer, go pay that guy. Exactly, and and it's something It'd probably be dirt cheap. You know what I'm saying? I, I do it a bunch when I have time to. You know, I I, I blocked off a week of time uh, like three or four weeks ago and. and made a tweet like hey i'm doing some mentor sessions i opened my dms and like i think within 30 minutes i had to close them because i had booked like 15 Dude, or 16, more people 15 or 16 that, hours yeah. of mentor sessions in a row and but just that's like, worth it bang you know nailed them out and i bought my new macbook like that <laughs> just damn that's <laughs> awesome man more people should do that like I think, more, there's more things to capitalize Dude, there's so on many like people that. that are so romantic about uh about like going from bedroom producer to touring dj that yeah they are afraid and you weren't afraid to do all that in between stuff no so I feel no like it, it, it helped you so it much. happened a lot quicker than it, it i expected it to you know a lot of um a lot of like right time right place you know i i started working with mike lasanti uh my manager um i think like 2016 like early 2016 i started putting out uh, i put out my first ep with Never Say Die and kind mm-hmm. of started just really picking up steam after that. Um, yeah, he's been a lot, a big help. We we just moved to Prodigy team with uh, Steven and Will and things have been going great. I'm really excited. But um, all the in-between stuff for me was like fun, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I have a, a weird kind of personality where I get really fixated on something like like for for example, like Smash Bros. Like I I don't pick something up like that to do it casually. Like I spend a bunch of time to <laughs> be exactly the to be the too. best yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be at it. Yeah. And I was the same way with skateboarding, with fucking whatever. Like not school for some reason. Yeah. Never never no, with school. Us, like us no, neither. it never translated. <laughs> but it's not that I was dumb. It's just like I, it was it's because it school was, is fucking boring. Yeah, yeah but um, I feel like that mindset helped a lot because I got into production and it was. Uh, it was like when I wasn't writing music and was getting ready to go to bed, I would watch tutorials until I'm tired. And I'm like constantly thinking about ideas or things I can try in the studio. You know, it's like, it's just the one thing I give the most attention to at all times, like um, during that phase at least. And then I did get into a lot more shows and stuff and kind of have to uh, take like a step or two back from production. but. It's it's been good lately since I got the new Mac. I've just been Going wanting in. to write all the time. Do you write on the road? 
I used to be super good at it. I even brought my sub pack on the first tour I did with Bear Grylls oh, that's funny. and would set up. Well, do you on use the a little... sub pack? Yeah, I love Dude, it. I the love M2, those things, yeah. man. They're so good. I want the newer we version We used to have one. I don't know what happened to the, the sub pack. It disappeared. Oh, we had one at the office. I think somebody stole it from We used to let the, the employees rent it out. Like, they would not rent, rent it, it, but they would, like, yeah. they would like, take turns taking it home, and then it just got lost. Uh, there, there was a, a six- or seven-month period where I just wasn't using it. I don't know why, because I would only use it in headphones, and then I set it up to go through my HS8s and I would just strap it onto my chair. So it's always, Wait, but do you think chair. it's actually helping you like your mix? Oh, like, so much like really? insane amounts. One of the, one of the cleanest ways it helps. I mean, obviously is for feeling like if you have like a little perk loop or something and you get a little, you get a little kick in the back. It's like, Oh, that's got a little too much low end yeah. in it. You know, you just like something cuts in a way it just doesn't on speakers. Like Damn. it just like really, that and I'll pull in uh, like a Zomboy tune or a Virtual Riot tune, solo everything under 100 hertz and put the same EQ on my master and just bounce back and forth. And you'll feel like if theirs has like a so you're like, DB or two more sub, it's like, oh, just It kind of gives you that up. live show effect too exactly. that you'll get, you'll get to experience what it's going to be slightly. Yeah, I, I write with this rack on my master sometimes um, where it's just low pass with reverb and it sounds like you're hearing the song from outside of the club mm -hmm. masks all the imperfections and you get kind of a general idea if, if it would just go off yeah. you know like no, if yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. i've heard a lot of people say that can you pass me that yeah for sure uh, uh, yeah that's fair yeah. water bottle so i have something to ash in here um but yeah i've heard a lot of people actually do that uh that outside of the club that Massive. one's good. And then Tisoki sent me a rack that makes um, things sound like a phone speaker. So another good way of just getting a, a kind of an outside look. Sometimes I'll just turn my speakers up really loud and film it on Snapchat and then listen to that. Oh, 100%. Yeah, stuff like that. You get a good feel. Literally, I feel like my mixing got better when we started doing Instagram a lot mm -hmm. because everything was not for speakers mm -hmm. per se. It was for like, okay, how's people going to interpret this on a phone? Yeah, exactly. But it made it way better because the, the phone was like a constant like tool for referencing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weird. It, it's stuff like that and like really letting my ears take a break and then coming back to listen. Like things like those are, are when I'm tiptoeing on a breakthrough. Like those are always the move for me. You do, you ever, do you ever uh, think something's awesome, go to bed and then wake up and it's yeah. Sucks. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> more often than not, though, if I'm stoked on the general idea at the moment, I can work with it. Like, yeah, I no, can, I it'll be mean. something small. Dude, you know what's funny? Kyle, Kyle, when you were sending me, because I was like, wait, we're waiting for you. I'm like, where's Kyle at? That motherfucker told me an hour shower. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm working on this like track. And I'm just like, I was going to send you like some sort of like, listen to it in the morning. Sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I got here and it was still sounding okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm a. That's that's just for me, in particular, because I work like, incredibly picky. I work on like one loop of sounds sometimes for like, just the whole session, you know, where I'll be kind of in, and then all the other days where I just fly through a track, you know, and everything lands. But like r recently, I've been, like, super layering so many layers, and it's a lot more to kind of balance and make sure there's not a lot of stuff clashing. Do you do a lot of sound design outside of your songwriting still? Uh, like in a separate session? Yeah, I, I yeah almost almost entirely. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I know like VR does that and stuff and he renders a lot of shit to like waves and uses that stuff. Yeah, if you go into my Ableton and like use the Ableton search thing, command F, and type in comp, it's like everything. 
all my basses fully processed, all my things bounced oh, to audio, beast, drums, hi-hats, like from everything from my project. And I have everything set up to where um, I can just drag it in and it's like the fully processed channel with MIDI ready to go. It's like- I think everybody should do that. I think so too. That's one of the things I, I drive home a lot when I'm uh, mentoring is start building your catalog. It's good for a number of reasons, or organization, driving home a sound. If, if you find one or two plugins that kind of give something a specific timbre, you can re-implement them in a way that, I don't know, it's something small like Yo Man was Wooly's thing. Like he found this cool chorus preset and would like automate the dry wet up and down and, and got like a, a little, like that and one growl he would use over and over again. Yeah. And like you would hear a Dude, tune and be like, so oh, it's a Wooly fast. tune. And it's kind of the same thing where like, one of my IDs will be in a mix and it'll be ID ID and it comes on and, and a bunch of people under the comments like new company company tune like it's like <laughs> that's good for branding yeah too. absolutely and and I, it's not it's never anything that I intended like I wasn't like going out for one particular mm -hmm. sound but I just found like um, no I think it's good it's man. kind of a workflow thing it's how I bounce to audio and the I think my post processing and I use a lot of. Uh, high resonance filtering in the low mids mm -hmm. and I keep like the high end relatively quiet and then I feed it through heavy distortion and OTT to make up the high end and I feel like a lot of people hate on OTT because they're feeding bad sounds into it they're feeding sounds in with a lot of 3400 hertz you know really mm -hmm. harsh resonances and then it's getting boosted and then it's just and, like, like screechy becomes yeah. really thin whereas I'm feeding it like a nice healthy low mid signal and then getting some highs out of it and then I layer some more shit in the highs. I think that reputation came a lot from Serum too, that just turning on the multiband and just slamming those screechy presets with multiband. Yeah. And people I made so many screechy presets. I mean, for you me, guys. yeah. Me I'm too. so sorry. <laughs> me too. I hear them all Dude, the time and I'm like, oh. I, I yeah, know. Me, but me, at the time it was it was, it was exactly it was the yeah, thing like the, the hybrid trap that I was releasing was all like sounded like that shit. You yeah. Know? It was no, it, like, like I remember Vince was doing all that. Vince dude, is a beast still. Dude, it, it was funny. You remember that time period? It was almost like you'd hear our stuff everywhere. You dude, know what I'm saying? The still, sounds still, I still out? hear yeah, it all still, the time. It's still everywhere. And, and, and there's always one or two that I can just immediately pick out. Or like um, another one of the things that stand out to me a lot that I think people use is like the future-based snares that you guys make. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I Especially that, that Jackie snare. You'll hear dude, a lot some of those yeah, a lot of, seconds. A lot of the ones that I used to use in my songs, it's real weird hearing like all of them <laughs> now. Because they're just ones I made for my I songs. I remember that was like a, a sweep across this general area when you guys started putting out sample packs of that quality. It wasn't like a... It wasn't like a check this shit out thing. It was like a everyone was talking about it at Icon. Did, did, folders going around dude, everywhere. Just like I got, I this got, is the the pack to use. Was the somatic stuff. Yeah, and it was I got like, really good at like at like making drums and all that stuff. And I knew at the time people were like hoarding it and they yeah. were scared to share. It. Like oh I don't want to share. It. And <laughs> yeah, I was no, like that. seriously. But then I got to a point where I was like. I need some money, man. And yeah. I just started Time Addicts. And Did I it just pop them. off and you were yeah. like, whoa, uh, yeah, like, like, what's like, going on? Dude, we went from like zero to 100K a month in like seven Fast. months. Yeah. What, it was, it was, was it like, uh, was there ever an overnight moment where you woke up and looked yeah. at your phone and were just like, dude, whoa. There, like, there's one moment. Like, yeah, there's dude, one moment this. that me and Drew talk about that uh, essentially was like, no matter how much money we make, it still didn't feel like this moment. It's probably like you, like your first couple shows. Yeah. But no matter how much bigger they get, it was like that first one you had that like new. Yeah. Right? So me and Drew is when we did like Jackie drums, we made like five grand in a week. Right, but then this is a point where I'm st we're still in the back of the grocery store at my yeah. aunt's. Uh, my aunt's uh, broke as fuck. Yeah, broke <laughs> as fuck. Back of my aunt's grocery store, 
and you're broke as fuck. And and we did like people thought this idea was silly. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You know what I'm saying? And then like to make five grand in a week, we're like, what? We just made five G's from our house. Yeah. You see what I'm it saying? It almost feels like not fair at first. Or like it's like when you make money off music, it's like I know it's this weird. This feels man. weird. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really cool though. Uh yeah, it's a it's a good feeling. So I think grateful. I think more people need to need to think about ways they can uh make make money with music that's not like going to tour Dude. or putting out songs or like streaming revenue. That's There's why I've other kind ways. of worked myself in a way that I kind of like dipped my feet in a bunch of different, yeah. you know, it's like good. sync stuff, ghost writing, uh, mentor sessions, you know, working for sample pack companies. Um, my, my pack with splice got to number one on their, on their thing. And I think that's cause I got a good reputation as a sound designer through yeah. you guys, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. stuff like that. Like they hit me up. Like we know, we know what you're capable of, you know, we don't want to I mean, dude, they probably back. heard your music too, man. It's gotten so much better since like when you first started dude, working you're playing this shit upstairs, bro. And I was like, damn, Kyle. Yeah, cause I, I like, just started that. And cause I, honestly, a lot of the music, mix, bro, has yeah. gotten so Thank much you, better. Thank you, man. Yeah. What? It's a, it's a lot of, uh. You know, like I said before, I'm just like an information vacuum, and I'm always just kind of, I'm like a, a what are those, a Roomba, just searching constantly around the room for information. Like Here's anything the best I can get. You know. with in the studio? That's tough to say. I've had really, really good sessions before. Like one person that I go and have uh, just like fun little meetups with. And we just like share ideas and show each other shit is abstract. And he's got a really I'm cool sure approach he's, to working. He's incredible, man. Oh, he's such a good dude too. He like cooks me dinner and shit. He's just like <laughs> the nicest. Definitely. He's French, like, right? Big shout out to abstract. Yeah. 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 I have a lot of, a, a lot of my favorite producers are French too. Like, you know, ivory is like insane, bro. He's like super, super top tier producer yeah. and a super nice guy. I remember when I played my first show in France, uh, I, I was kind of my first out of state show, you know, first time being kind of in an environment like that. I got pretty bad culture shock. Um, I'm, I'm not normally like super nervous in those kind of situations, but it just hit me like particularly weird in France. Like I, I just wanted to sit in my hotel room and he, uh, offered to let me come crash with him and hang there. And like, we just kicked it there. And I felt like I was just like with a homie, you know, it just made yeah. the whole experience so much better. Yeah. <clears throat> we showed each other production shit. It was cool. No, oh, that's insane. where have yeah. you toured? Um, I've done a like, like pretty much everywhere in the U.S. except for a, cu- a couple stops. Um, I've done a lot of Montreal. I'm like obsessed with Montreal. Like really? Oh, it's like my number one place. I think I've heard that from yeah. like multiple people about how it's, that's in Canada, right? Yeah, it's uh, French Canada, like over. We gotta, above. we gotta go up to Canada sometimes. We actually we have, have so employees many, yeah. so many employees. I've done, uh, I've done China. I've done You've Australia. Done China? I've done New Zealand. Dude, you know what? You know what scares me about some of these random countries, hmm. like especially I think it's like Thailand or something, dude. The laws, like, dude, did you hear about that DJ who got the death penalty? Yeah, for like, well, for like I didn't hear about death penalty. Dude, it was he like had Somali. Somali. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, he, just, he had like, I mean, he had like a hundred pills, even, even if it was intent to sell like death penalty, but death penalty, That's it, dirty. it was a sad story. He was like kid. Yeah. Like, he was a, all, he was like an Australian DJ and he was over there. He was and only 20 something. Like, probably just was 22 or 23. Yeah. Whatever. Something that you would do what in the US. Just, like, he was going to play a show. Vitamins. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, that would be, <laughs> That'd dude, be so fucked dude, up. Dude, it's it's, it's serious. It's definitely I, I definitely felt that for the most part in China. And do, you, do you feel like there's like you don't want to like overstep your boundaries? You're in another country in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely am 
trying to be aware, like culturally, you know, I'm I don't want to offend pull, anyone. You don't want to pull Logan Paul. Like no. throwing fucking dead <laughs> oh, fish man. on cars, man. He's so bad. He's such an asshole, man. He's terrible. But uh, yeah, man, if you had uh, if you had one mixing tip uh, that would help people improve like overnight, what would it be? I know it's such a hard question to answer, but like. Um, I, I consider mix downs like, I don't know what a good analogy would be, like a big, like a big tree and there's a bunch of branches and I feel like knowing what your weakest area is in mix downs and kind of attacking that first, you know, if, if like a lot of people can't get their drums to hit right, you know, and, mm. and it's like a side chain thing usually, you know, use a better side Dude, chain, that's use what volume I tell, shaker. That's what I tell people to do. And then just, just get good drum samples and you place them. Yeah. Present them, you know, and just like match the side chain. Dude, I'll that. be honest, man. You, you know, one of the best things helped my mix <laughs> is when Drew started sending me his fucking samples he was making a long time ago. Yeah, the you kicks. have good samples you don't need to process. Those Friday kicks. People, I still, I still like, those are in the future bass pack. Those are, they got renamed. <laughs> yeah, they got renamed. That, that, but that my, I, I had this set of like five kicks and I called them like Friday kicks. Yeah, Dude, sometimes I made them a on good kick will just work. Like yeah. so and many it just works on every song. Yeah, I use a lot of the same drums and like slightly layer or tweak them and it's like I have a good fundamental for a really punchy kick. Yeah. Um, why would I need to do anything different? I think um, that's what a lot of like a lot of people actually. I think newer producers try to put too much shit. Like, yeah, listen that's to it, what and was, there's that, like a billion like little percussion. That's what I was hits. just gonna say is people want to feel like an efficient like producer. People want to feel technical, you know. So mm -hmm. they're gonna go out of their way to use that new plugin they just spent this amount of money on, and yeah. a lot of the time you're just making things louder or muddier, and you're not really noticing it. Like that's why I love plugins with a bypass function where you can. Uh, that's not what it's called. There's a term for it, but I it, know what you're talking about. It, I saw uh, you, you it, tweet about this the other day. It keeps think. the volume the same. Yeah. So you can hear if it's getting better, like an auto or game. just louder. Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like some people literally will keep adding effects, and it just, they just but they don't know by Dude, the end, I, and they they think it's good, but so they, literally, if you just <clears throat> mute them, you'll listen. Yeah. Go back and a check lot the original. Of the times when I uh, when I'm really stuck in a mix down, and I go through and turn off a lot of the post processing, I can find something that's kind of like ruining it in a sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, that sure. I didn't really notice at the moment. You know, there. That's why mix downs are tough because there's just like a million factors. There's like one of the main things I would say like before is volume shaper for side chain, you know, just making sure you're, this is for bass music mostly, but making sure your kick and your snare are just cutting super hard. I mean, and dude, then, still with hip hop too. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a much. lot. It's just like, I find I do a more aggressive side chain than most people do. And that's just cause I like slam my kick and yeah, snare yeah. pretty hard. Wait, do you uh, do you see yourself making other genres? I mean, you've obviously been oh, in I make a bunch. Space. Yeah, I make. I'm talking like, like chilled out or yeah, like yeah. I, I I actually wrote a, a a nice little piano score I could show you guys later. Yeah, that'd be dope, yeah. yeah, it's oh. uh, it's super just like I don't know how to describe it. I found this uh, artist on SoundCloud that had really chill shit and was like inspired to write something kind of sad. Yeah, I posted a little clip of it on my story. It's like sad penny. <laughs> but it's literally just piano and violin and stuff. Yeah, but I used to. Make I, I enjoy. Drew used, used to make a lot of scores. So yeah, like score it's so fun. Mini. It's relaxing. It's it like is relaxing. Therapeutic almost. Especially Omni, you just throw a fat I pad on Omnisphere. It already sounds fucking Omnisphere amazing. Is so or like some good, good strings or something. It's some so shit. big and so expensive. Dude, there's so many sounds in Omnisphere that you'll hear just stock presets in movies, just yeah. like insane. Like Shark Tank. There, I mean, there's like one patch. Yeah, I. Did they? It's like that. 
it's like I can't remember what it's called. It's like an it's, effect. It's they one use? of the the horror of, effects in there are yeah, gnarly. They're, they're crazy. Yeah, man. They are they're really so. I, I I remember one night I was super high, just going through all this sort of stuff, and I got onto that section, and I was kind of getting like vibing out, spooked, a little spooked out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you like do you like smoking when you make music? Um. See, I can smoke and make music if I'm with someone else and we're collabing and we're in the studio and it's a vibe. Uh, but if I smoke by myself, I end up watching Smash Bros videos on YouTube yeah. <laughs> and wanting to play Smash. And, I totally you know, get it. Dude, it's, I like, get it. it's like an intrusive, it's a very intrusive thought dude, is Smash Bros. Kyle, you let me tell you something crazy. The yes. way I look at Smash Bros, like literally, so like... I mean, I played Smash for years. Yeah. People don't understand. You're that. a low-key god, though. I figured if you were that good at Smash, because we played a bunch of games before this, and it took me a long time to take like a game. I'm we still were salty. We're gonna go crazy back. Crazy games, this. though. Like best, it would go to the third game every time. They were all like coming down to the last stock, except for a few of them. But like, he's a beast. He's for sure a sleeper smasher because a lot of people when you're that good you know you post some clips to twitter or instagram and i see it and i'm like oh Dude, they should, get man. down i, should. I do, do all like a, i gotta show you kyle, like kyle don't, let me just go clips, let me just go ahead and tell you do not worry like we just vlogged your whole losses right when you came I in know, here we're, we're running back i got two I'm wins sending that to the and email we got list. a set coming we'll record the we need a the, money can you, will you do a money match yeah, right now sure five dollar money match and i'm gonna post the whole thing on the igtv we can put this on the end of the podcast that will make me so nervous Yes, I'm no. gonna shake, like, shake hands I'll right now. I'll do it. I'll do it. But it's gonna make me five bucks. I'm gonna be like sweating. Wait, can I can I add something in? I'm gonna go live. We're gonna go live on the. We side should, that's we so should go live on Instagram. I feel like the pressure. Jordan, would that's hype. So you like it, don't you? Jordan Who likes I play? it. When I play my youngling. We can, you can. We'll pick. We'll do an official tournament. Official. What like to to uh, three wins or two? Uh, we could do two out of three. Two out of three is good. Because uh, grand finals would be. No, that's going to be three too five. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's forever, right. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Okay. Two out of three is good. I'll, I'll bring out a little selection of characters for you. Okay. Yeah, and then DK would be let's there. Let's try it. Let's yes, try it. That'll right be good. there. Just like it's that. It's tough shaking on something like that because we just played a shitload and, and he's a really good player. So it's a, it's a lot. I'm so, setting myself up for embarrassment. So, so listen to this. It'll be, a good, it'll be entertaining though, I feel dude, like. To tell you something crazy, I look at music production like I look at Smash. Uh -huh. So I see how you play Smash you take it from a very technical perspective. I'm yeah. going to learn like jab resets, cancels and all that stuff. And then just how music, there's like that technical side. And it's then very similar, I guess you yeah. could say. Cause I, 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 I do the same thing in music though. I take like the more like, okay, I just want to yeah. make like chill shit. Yeah. You're like, a fundamental kind of just yeah. like, like sound design. I'm like fucking, I just use yeah, shit, you know? that. That's, that's cool. How, but it's the same shit, man. I'm telling you, dude, like you see people's personalities and different crafts that they do. Yeah. Like sometimes even if like doing, I don't know, the way Drew does uh, uh, graphic design is like sound design a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I think the people that get good, if you can get good at one thing, you can get good at almost anything. Yeah. It's usually like people that have gotten good at like 20 different things. Like for me, it was like basketball. <laughs> I was a really good basketball player. Mm -hmm. uh, I've gotten like really good at just computer, a bunch of computer stuff, a bunch of different programs, but obviously landed on like sound design and yeah. stuff. But now it's like... I mean, we do everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's a like, patience thing, too. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people don't want to, you know, put in the effort or they get bored in the project. And, you know. You, you know, you know, what's a really interesting one. Mm. Uh, business. So when me and Drew started kind of playing like the online social media yeah. like, business game, it's just as intricate and it goes in so many different directions. Like with yeah. content, like this is kind of weird. You see what I'm saying? Like we have cameras around us. Yeah, but like your business is kind of like a, another thing that you can take like a weird direction with and kind of like get good at it, but uh -huh. in like different ways. 
Because yeah. in, in Smash, you have like this confide two characters, right? Like a set of rules. But then essentially in business, you can theoretically spin it. In yeah, direction. I feel that. Dude, what do you think you're doing uh, like different than a lot of producers that might might be trying to do kind of what you're doing in the bass music scene, trying to do like heavy, heavy dubstep and stuff that's setting you apart? from the guys that aren't quite making it yet? Um, I think kind of what I said before about me having a distinguishable sound is is mm -hmm. one good thing. Um, and I've just really taken the time to kind of, I, I don't want to stay at a level of, like I want to step up the quality of my release, even if it's something small like a mixed down thing or I got my drums a little better or something like that. So I'm always pushing myself to kind of get that next big, big tune rather than I think a lot of people kind of settle when they find a sound. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how to answer that entirely. I think my sound design is one thing. I and think the, so too. The amount of time I yeah. put into it. Um, the layering's been good for me lately. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think the, that, that's that, that that helping that you me just stand off. out a little more. Oh yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. Like we just, uh, for everybody watching this, we just recorded a... Uh, what, what did we call it? Music production. It's gonna be some sort of workshop. workshop. Yeah, yeah. the movement workshop. workshop with went, music production workshop yeah, with company. Yeah, probably linked under this to be honest. Yeah. So at least so, yeah, we put our waiting list for yeah, it when it comes should, out. Some, it's something, but uh, sweet. Anyways, it's gonna be free, and uh, I think you guys will really enjoy it. You'll talk about a couple things you went over in that. Yeah, I uh, I I definitely think I covered a lot of really helpful stuff, and I tried to make it super absorbable and. You know, walk through the project file of my tune movement is a single I put out on Never Say Die uh, a few weeks ago, maybe like two or three weeks ago. And uh, I go over some sound design stuff, uh, kind of some boxes that I check when I get into the layering process, because I feel like a lot of people want to layer to get a really full sound, but they, they don't know how to kind of approach it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of uh, go over my thought process, my approach to layering kind of starting with a really low mid sound and then giving yourself like kind of a headroom in the high end to add weird glitchy shit, stuff like that. I go over uh, filling out the background elements, hats and stuff like that. Uh, talk about Crystallizer, this cool sound toys plugin that I use a lot. It's like my secret weapon right now. But hey, Tyler, you're going in up there, man. Dude, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Each of these are like really good. At, this is going to be fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll save the rest for it. the we'll save the rest for the actual thing. Yeah. And, and uh, I think we're gonna include some sounds from it, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. a few a few uh, few sounds, few drums. I'll throw something. I'll throw some throw together. Some sauce, you know? some I, got, I got a lot of stuff. Maybe I'll make a couple of bases in phase. He'll throw some screechy ones in there for you. We can mess around <laughs> a phase plant later. That, I'll put those bases yeah. there. We're putting out a phase plant. I'll show you guys section. some crazy post-processing stuff I've been I've been doing. Um, oh yeah. Do you do you only release with labels? No, I do. I I've been um, doing the never say die thing. Like we're we're just you know partnered up. Like I'm I'm giving them first dibs on everything. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's there's one-off stuff, you know. If I do a collaboration or a remix, you know, it's going to come out on a another label or something like that. And if they pass on stuff that I want to release, I could probably just like put it on my page, you know. And I I have a self-release it. Yeah, it yeah. Self-releases are good, and I've I've gone to that point where I have enough value to kind of do that and Push actually see benefits from it rather than kind of just like putting out a track to get the traction, which is like this spot is so mm -hmm. hard to get stuck in is the traction spot. It's like, well, what do I do? My tracks aren't popping off super hard. Yeah. My social media isn't booming. Like 
And then there's and then there's kids that come in and they're like getting 150 favorites on Twitter in the first week of ever hearing about them. You know, it's crazy how volatile the industry is, and I feel like a lot of people get stuck in that spot where it's like they're really close to getting traction. Yeah. Wait, wait Kyle, what's, like what's your what's your what's your favorite platforms right now? Yeah, like social wise, because because I want to talk because like this is me and Drew are fucking. We, I we think Instagram and tw- I mean Twitter for me is is just my favorite because I've had a Twitter for the longest or I've I've had a tw- Twitter for as long as I've had an Instagram but I love interacting with people on Twitter I see the funniest shit on Twitter I think I follow a good group of people that I always have like are you scared content. of Twitter though scared of it like scared of like getting I, canceled or something <laughs> yeah I'm scared canceled. of Twitter I cancel culture is gnarly but I it's, feel like it's kind of I, up. I, I'm, I have a good peace of mind with myself where I don't think there's anything because Twitter's like, open though. It's not like the yeah. Instagram you can control. Like if something yeah. like people like, are talking I mean, shit, dude, but like Drake a, limits all of his comments on every post. I don't know if you know that. Really? Yeah. Like he'll let like to an com- X amount. Yeah, and then he'll you just could, limit them because he probably so, like, doesn't. He's Drake. I guess he could do whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, you could you could. Crush what if it was just five section if you wanted to? I'd be sitting there waiting for Drake to tweet like all days. Like he finally does. I missed the window. He can't do that on Twitter though, and he gets kind of blown up. No, yeah, because you get blown up because Twitter. You go down, you start reading, you're like, fuck. It gets, you know what I'm it saying? gets dark. It gets it's dark quick, thing. and it gets and you know what it is that bad like kind of like the bad vibe shit, the the negative stuff. It gets traction. Dude, people it's, talk so people, much. People people like it more than they like to feel happy because I don't know the drama. The drama thing is is something I do my best to not. Yeah, you know? yeah. That, and and the it's, scary thing is is it's kind of formulaic. Like the, like the uh-huh. cancel thing that happened to James Charles and it happened to uh, what was it KSI. And it keeps happening, like the long form call out. It's weird that it's almost like a formula that's working. No, it's weird, man. It's, it's weird. Me and Drew look at this shit all the time. We're like, we're like literally every situation we study because we're like, this is kind of like a phenomenon. Like cancel culture is weird. Mm-hmm. If you even think even about Zed it. the other day, that it. thing popped up. I don't yeah, know, the Matthew Coma thing. And then he came. That out actually bummed me out super bad. But then he came out with a statement and is like, is, he's like, I don't recall it being like that. So it's yeah. like, who do you? It's yeah, so you, hot. You but then know, people were man. instantly ready to crucify Zed. When but it, nobody it's really not that it's happened. not that if it happened or if it didn't happen, but it's weird that without any sort of like you said, oh, I was pretty bummed, but there's no like okay, did this actually? There was no court <laughs> system. You literally yeah. went from like flash I, mob. I was I was more or less bummed out because I was like that. I feel bad for him, you know, like that situation sucks. Whether it happened like that or not, like if I he feels like that, it know, probably was a shitty situation. Yeah, even even way. just the, the like I'm just such a softy almost that like just seeing that he's in angst you know because of that i'm like dude i feel bad for him you know he's worked his ass off he deserves to feel yeah, good but that's he that, to feel good my about point is song. though that's without any evidence you exactly. feel like that like yeah, no, it's interesting like what if all of a sudden there's this whole video coming out where it's like the exact you find out you know what i'm saying and yeah then you're like he's like framing him <laughs> yeah, yeah that happens yeah, all it the could time happen, though you, you never, never know remember. i just think it's silly how, i guess like, just yeah the mass is kind of like i don't know so wait, wait instagram you like you like twitter cool. better than instagram i mean I think until like kind of recently, I took my Instagram really seriously and I was like only like fire show pictures. Dude, that's and, the like, worst. I, you getting know, out of that yeah. is me, so me important. Drew, you see what yeah. we post. We I, post fucking anything. Yeah, I started just getting weirder on my stories and then I just like post, you know, I just mm-hmm. like, I was like not taking the same mentality I, I take on Twitter. Like I tweet a lot of really dumb shit sometimes and I haven't been tweeting very much lately because I've been super in the zone with music. You uh-huh. know? I've just been trying to not spend a lot of time uh, putting energy balance, toward 
Yeah. It's a double-edged sword because yeah. you have to do it, you but then it also that. takes from your, your ability to do other things or yeah, time. I've kind of been slacking with Twitter. I've been thinking about it. I, I used to use this app for productivity called, uh, I forget what it's called. It's an, it's like a MMO app where you have to like have a team and you level up by doing your tasks and like oh, your task. So yeah, they gamify check marking. You could essentially put like some bullshit and just like give yourself a bunch of like XP or whatever, <laughs> but like, that's not, it made you don't me. It made me not. Oh, dude, like, that's a we, good idea. We that's literally. Good, I like that. Me that's and a really my cool me idea. and my roommates got it. What's it called? It's called uh, Habitual Habitual or something. Habitual. The um dot dot dudes showed it to me. Is it um dot dot or um? I, I, I always. I know. The I know dots are silent, about, but, but uh, something like that. But those dudes are the shit. Uh, ben and Dylan. They went to Icon too. They showed that to me, and uh, it was like. The gnarliest two weeks ever. We were scrubbing the floors, cleaning all the showers for the first time since we looked like bleaching shit, you know, like just <laughs> to get, funny. we got to get more XP, man. We got to uh, chasing <laughs> that dragon, you know, because it gives you that dopamine release of like playing a video game, pressing the button that's, and leveling up, you know, that's a good thing to and do it on though. Everyone, shit done. Fell, everyone fell off and I was solo <laughs> and no one would play with me. And I just like, you didn't have uninstalled any, it. You didn't have any raid partners. You need the raid buddies. <laughs> Did you, you ever need play any MMOs? squad. Did you ever play any MMOs? Yeah, I played World of Warcraft like a dude, lot. Dude, let's go. Yeah, dude, a lot. In middle school, like, I played Vanilla. Horde, Horde, yeah, you played Vanilla? I, I Horde was, or Alliance? I was originally Alliance and then I was the Horde. What, what I, class did you play? I played a Dwarf Warrior. Dwarf Warrior. <laughs> bad, bad news, man. Dude, I was, I had that like, game was addicting, dude. One I, of I, the best games of all, yeah, all time. Yeah, I've honestly had my fair share of just video game addictions, which is which is one thing that I think helped me cling onto production a lot too, is because I got a similar addiction, you know. Yeah, Dude, it's so to, how I felt it's too. to say, well, it's also like uh, it, I think people like mistake gaming as just like this like fun. You're not playing like Bejeweled or something. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, dude, playing it like I was the top one percent in the world at StarCraft. That's insane. Yeah, I Holy think it was, might have been like point one percent. That game takes some micromanaging. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was like, like I was playing it like fucking crazy, but that is crazy. Yeah, like, crazier than Smash even. And I was yeah. playing melee at that level too. But then production was almost the same game. It was like, okay, just go in. It's interesting. You, yeah, you know? you, that doesn't surprise me that you're super good at just video games in general. If you're that good at Smash, because yeah. it takes a, it takes a lot of just understanding to get past that. Like I was saying when we were playing. I think Cody Somnium Sound told me this. There's um, casual pro and competitive trash. And like you can be the guy that wrecks every casual and then go to a tournament and get literally obliterated, yeah. but you're still like that's better Jordan, than most people. That's Jordan over here. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan will Jordan's kick got ass a nice buddies. Wii Fit trainer. We got some. Hey, we shot, got some good games. That jigs man. took you out, Jordan. That jiggly he got taken out by a Jigglypuff in tournament. Oh man, <laughs> no boy. That's crazy that you guys go to tournaments, man. I mean, we go like I'm gonna say so you once, got to play against uh, once Fatality. Every, that's gnarly. Yeah, he li he lives. I've known that guy forever, dude. Really? That guy's Falcon took me out in a, in a tournament probably seven he, years ago, eight years ago. He's going to be getting like top eight in every major now that they buffed Falcon. We're just getting into it. It's just a Strictly Smash Bros. tech stream now. Dude, well now, <laughs> now we got more hype on our match. No, I know. We're going to sell tickets. As one. It's going to be a little, it's a live event. A live event. <laughs> a live event. Like the, little, the boxing shit. Dude, what do you think about uh, about like producers living in LA? Do you think it's helpful? Because I know I know you're from kind of yeah. Here, that was super kind of lucky that I lived two hours away. Or yeah, I was kind of raised two hours away in Temecula. Super easy transition, and I even got to do that like foot in of 
making the commute and kind of being out there a lot, but not being not fully there. consumed. And I think that's the best way to do LA is kind of <laughs> easing your way in because it's a lot. Um, personally, I think it's pretty big if you, I mean, if you make use of it, you know, uh, a lot of producers are very uh, introverted and would come here and do the same shit they would do in yeah. wherever else. But if you're out and grinding, there's a lot of people you can meet and a face-to-face connection goes very far in this it's industry. Worth, it's worth way Really far. Just one handshake that. is, mm-hmm. you, you think about when you're in this industry, there's a lot of, there's a lot of this, like just meeting people on your phone and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, and it becomes like so oversaturated that a, a, a new connection online means little to nothing, but like meeting someone and like kind of connecting with them. Like we have something in common. We work in the same industry. You're doing this. I'm doing this like handshake. And then yeah. it's like, boom, you're boys. Dude. dude and, some, and sometimes it doesn't have to be long, dude. The other day, like literally like we did a big outreach for people on the podcast mm-hmm. and one person were trying to get on his black bear. And, you know, uh, we were going to do like a phoner and then we were like waiting for a better time. Yeah. Anyways, she's like, hey, uh, the manager's like, hey, come out to the show. And I go there and I go to the whole show literally for like a 10 second conversation or like a 10 minute conversation. Yeah. And I just dipped. But like I, I've been, we've been doing that so much now, even like we're going to do like some more in L.A. Oh, cool. But dude, that little like that's all it takes. Like five minutes of face to face, and then that person then like knows you. Yeah, we're even seeing this at live events. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So would you? So would you guys say it's useful as well? Like for the time you've been here, have you been making some good connections? Like I mean, yeah, stuff? but I, with running a business with what we're doing, because we're not like I feel like if you're if you're trying to be like a producer in the scene, it's really helpful to have a bunch of buddies. Yeah. That are doing better than you usually. Yeah. But with us, we're doing a business, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, so I, well, feel I will that. say that the, for it is for, cool though. Now it's with awesome content, so so for us back in the day, we could carry everything on our back. Now mm-hmm. that we're going in this direction, you know what I'm saying? And plus, we did the thing with San Holo, and we have a bunch of different like artist stuff coming up. Yeah. This we kind of have to put on our networking pants. Again, yeah, I feel it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's funny that I think one of the best networking strategies is like tapping people on the fucking shoulder, like, like just text, like, yo, 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 like, yo, we're, you know, we're in town, we're in town and just hitting people and then getting who they know. Yeah. Like, Hey, do you know such and such? If you yeah, build cool. good relationships, it's like easy. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. Cause one of these meetups where you just hang and, uh, like kind of get a feel for the person is insanely, it goes so much like further than any sort of phone relationship Dude, even you, know? you being here today exactly that's what i was gonna I say mean, yeah, you know because we've talked awesome. like hundreds of times but exactly we've already like chilled and clicked you, in you a different re- way you know and yeah. you know who each other actually is yeah, yeah. in a weird way until you meet in person you kind of don't know you you'll know right away like yeah. even if it's like i never it never ever really happens to me and i do a really good job of just staying neutral with the situation but if someone just really rubs me it takes a lot to like really rub me the wrong way to where like i just Uh don't like your presence or something but like you just know right away it's weird and that's another thing where face-to-face is really useful because you'll be able to tell like a lot of things about someone that you know just doesn't weird quirks and shit yeah even like dude me and drew it doesn't matter like how famous they are how much money dude if if there's like some Fucking just weird vibes, yeah, you know what I'm we, saying? We definitely met some people that have yeah. off, off you, you, vibes. You essentially you want to work with like your friend, kind of like people you're friends with a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? it's a t- it's a pretty toxic industry, so a lot of people get consumed by like the poor mental health issues that come along with touring and stuff like that. And if you're not taking good care of yourself and not getting like sunlight and exercise and and the right food, then 
drinking every night at shows, not Dude, sleeping. Every yeah, you night. can get People, caught in that it's trap. It's brutal. Yeah, and I've. I haven't even come close to what some of these people have gone through for years too. Like I'm still a fresh act, you know, I'm, I'm still hyped on flying to do shows, you know, not like I like to take flights, but like I'll wake up at 4am and be like off to the airport, you know, not never like dragging my heels, you know, like I fucking love what I do, man. And, and that's one reason I think I'm going to the party probably wears you down. Yeah. It's just like, I'm older now too. You know, I'm, I'm not going to like go and get so fucked up that I'm throwing up anymore. You know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just know my limits. I know exactly Same what thing, man. I found the perfect like vibe for the party. And yeah. you know, I'm not, I like to have a few drinks before I play. So I'm loose on stage, you know, not like I get nervous, but I just feel like I like, Get, get into a little it, more hype, you know, like all the finger guns come out and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's weird that producers have to go from being like this, like kind of awkward bedroom producer, not engaging with people, to like being an entertainer in a completely different fashion than and what that's, they? That's like, like DJing almost has nothing to do with production. Yeah, but is it weird that you think that somebody's building their skills and doing their passion, which is one thing, and then all of a sudden? Playing is a brand new. It's a. I think it's completely different occupation. Mm. Like, what do you think about that? I think that I was lucky in that aspect that I DJed before I was um, a producer. So oh, really? I kind of like started producing because I like DJing so much. Oh, that's cool. Um, I think a lot of people like in the beat scene, you know, like Mr. Carmack yeah. was like an insane producer just pushing boundaries and then took a while to get like good at DJing. But I'm sure he he got it down now. But those people just don't like really care about that there those are the people that make the music that cuts through the hardest because they're just doing it because they love yeah writing you know they don't want to play some crazy shows or like get super big but um that's tough man i feel like that's why this industry and in particular like the kind of production circle that i see on my social media is just so anxiety driven like that's the new thing is anxiety and it's like i feel like a lot of it is like su- like that can be a super anxious situation is being put in front of a crowd when yeah. you when you're not comfortable with that or you don't want to you're you're you know you just don't want people looking at you in general and then you have 5000 people in front of you and and you have to do stuff yeah without messing and up and then also just meeting fans and stuff I'm yeah like, that too hard. i've seen a lot of people just you know it just people take it the wrong way like he was a dick or something you know and it's usually just the way they are dude it's hard work man our networking touring events when there's like tough. like we had like 250 people show up uh the other day and i was drained because I, I didn't go because i just got out of surgery yeah, so, oh, so, just, yeah. so, so usually we can like offload traffic but everybody this, was just trying to talk to steven damn this venue was like slammed people. and the thing is i love to do it i'm not saying i don't like to do it but you're literally your throat and your brain starts dude like it's exhausting yeah. even even when i do one hour mentor sessions i finish and i'm like my mouth is all dry. I'm like, Dude, even I feel this, like I need this, to stretch out. This is harder than people think. Yeah, When's you're the just last like, time you, you don't just get a sat second down. to decompress and just like. We got five or six of these tomorrow. Yeah. I just want to let you oh, know. We got wild. five or six. That's going to be tough. It's going to be like that day I scheduled all the sessions in a row and I looked. I was like, I didn't give myself a, a break to eat. <laughs> yeah. So I had to like tell someone, hey, can I push this 30 minutes? I need to go make a snack. And then came right back in and was doing these sessions and my laptop was just overheating the whole time. Like get one serum in and be like, okay, so we're going to do this. And I'd be like, Oh, let's, let's freeze this other stuff. Sorry about that. And it's like, I have you thought about recording those sessions? So bad. Huh? Have you thought about recording those sessions? I let them record them, but it's like a kind of like for your, your own eyes only kind of thing. 
Oh, okay. It would, it would be know. cool if you did some I'm, of those and, just, and started smart. recording no, no, them and that's putting what, them out as you, content. So, so and then this, you could chunk them up and get those little pieces. Wow. Like so think of, that's why you remember how I talk about squeezing? You know how I talk about squeezing? I one of these size light bulbs. Yeah, because I was like, the second you said that, I was like, oh, okay. So like, for example, that tour, I'm answering questions. Each question got recorded, then micros this. Long conversation, cut up into micros. I was like, you? I was like, oh, 40 going to live. on it. Yeah, so then all of a sudden you have like content for theoretically like a YouTube channel That's or cool. just put I've been IGTV. really wanting to do that. Another thing that I was just not able to do with that old laptop is kind of get some streams going, even even yeah. play some Smash, some Elite Smash. Dude, online. I think you should do YouTube. You were killed on YouTube. Yeah, yeah people, I think people I think, really like your tutorials. Yeah, I like I liked it a lot. I I'm really vulnerable to getting bummed out from the comments on YouTube, which is something you're I'll vulnerable to it. So yeah, you, I'll never get over it. I'll, dude, I'll check. You would no. not like being us then. I'll tell you that. No, what about when they get I you know, on a live know, stream? What about they get you on a live stream and you can't do anything about it? Dude, on IG live? It's, it's bad on live. I'm good. People, I'm good at like not blowing up about it or anything, but it's just like, I'll, I'll go and like go through the comments on the YouTube uploads and it'll be like, he makes the same bullshit song every time. This sucks so bad. And I'll just be like, Oh, no, for, <laughs> for me, for, it's for, bad, man. No, but so me and Drew, like, there's certain things you just don't care because you can tell they're like immature, young, whatever. Yeah. But then there's certain comments that make me mad or certain things people do. It's home. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think of like certain ones. It's like certain stuff irks me, but <laughs> honestly, I don't, I almost never just like get upset about it at this point, just because I no, know it's yeah. like it's a bunch of. It's idiots. never like a. I mean, it's something online. you just slowly like build up your tolerance to. Dude, I can't when, imagine being like Kim Kardashian or Kanye. Yeah, I like, think. Fuck. I think in that case, it's kind of like a you're just building resistance. Like every yeah. comment, you know, you get a little more used to it. That's definitely true. And then it gets to the the death threats and shit, and it's just like I'm sure at that point when you're getting death threats on your Instagram just Probably over and over basis. again that just little things about your appearance just go like whoop, yeah. like oh what like you're yeah, just I'm deflecting sure. bullets you, you know why point. you know why YouTube would be good for you Kyle I realize just after hanging out with you you got a very like I don't know magnetic personality like very energetic uh-huh. I'm saying and you gotta think like off your Instagram if you look at it I don't you don't know that Kyle Dude, that Kyle's even, not even, there. Even you doing I, you something, sitting down with Kyle. one of your producer buddies and doing something like Shoot this. Shooting the shit. Yeah. And, but and, and, I would love to. I love to, like, I'm, a, I'm yeah. kind of a people person. I don't yeah, know if it's because no, I, tell, I, did, I did, like, service uh, pizza delivery and worked mm-hmm. in restaurants a lot. So I, I was yeah, just always... so, but, but imagine, like, for example, like, the reason we pitch a lot of this more personal branding side of things mm-hmm. because, like, when you like the person, obviously more, you're going to like the music, whatever else they do. Yeah. But, like, there's even things, like, you'd be surprised that, like, some, like, you putting a video of you playing Smash, even though it doesn't do that well, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, on your channel, it's got 70,000 likes or followers or whatever. All of a sudden, there's like 700 people who then I'll like fuck with you hard. Yeah. Like, oh, because, like, because those thing. are the connections that matter. It, and it's okay if it does, you know what I'm saying? So like for us, that's why we were like doing more of the content. That's why we're, that's this. Like, those dude, are, so, those so, are the diehards that um, show you to their friends, buy merch, come to your shows. You yeah, know? exactly. A lot of Super people fans. will... will be your fan from kind of this outer ring of social media. And then there's a lot of people that like fuck with you on the level of like, we're willing to do this for you. Like money. What's, what's the create, what's the craziest like fan? Like you're shocked. Like you did this because they like you as a brand. Like it's like tattoos. Usually like anytime someone sends me a tattoo, they got like a pizza slut. Ed beard. I don't know if you know this guy. He's got like a bunch of artist tattoos, but he did a big, 
logo and then i he got my signature out of show and he tattooed my signature as well wow that's crazy that's yeah, crazy he's, shit he's right there shit. he came out to a couple of the dates on the neon phantom tour with Dion timmer couple. downloads too yeah did he's i see you got the yeah Dion timmer shirt on my right boy. now <laughs> <laughs> that just got his face this on there dude is great man i didn't really get to spend a lot of time with him until we had toured like we had just kicked it briefly a few times and seen each other at shows but we got to like chill for a lot of the time on that tour and he's fucking like one of the most genuine just like he seems really nice so he's, nice he's so also, talented he's a he's one of the only really good dubstep fl producers right he's a fl space laces oh space ivory spaghetti really, really? yeah yeah that's crazy yep. eliminate just, all the guys that i know for oh, yeah, the most part yeah. almost everybody uses ableton he's yeah that's sick i think Dude, i i think, I, think I would so use it if i didn't use Ableton, but I've Dude, never it's a not. Fucking I piano roll, Ableton. I would, I would yeah, crazy. probably it's Ableton so fast, and FL. It's so fast in FL, but I guess it obviously is kind of not used to it. But I don't know. Yeah, Space Lace is for sure. And uh, yeah, Eliminate. I, I'm trying to get him to come over for a podcast too. He's a fucking. Be, he's yeah. so funny, dude. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. He, he would be, be really hilarious honest. on the podcast. Yeah. He he does some uh, some super goofy content. Yeah, but it's fucking awesome. You guys should just get a gang of producers in here, or like I can just hit up. Uh, you, Kyle, you gotta, yeah, you, you're, I'll, you're I'll come connect. through again too with a squad. You're, L, you're supposed to be the LA Connect. The plug. First, first, I'll recommend Smash, and then we'll Dude, come over cool here to do, do, yeah. do another podcast with Kyle with, a, with another guest after I leave. Because I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, leaving, I'm shooting uh, Wednesday. Like, Dude, you're about to see like this is about to be fucking. We're about to have a five ton of to eight hundred k impression. Oh really? Views from from thirty little pieces. Yeah, oh no shit. Yeah. Because because we're. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to get in the studio with Gammer too. I'll see if maybe we can uh, yeah, do sweet. a little group thingy. And, and you know what? You know what? That we're gonna start doing. Well, just in general, I feel like next time we come out, at least we'll have more of those face to face connections, and it'll be e- so much easier. Yeah, than, like, absolutely. You know, Every time it gets, you're, you know, you're growing your resources. Yeah. Meeting more people, meeting more people's people. It's just like that. Expansion. Maybe we'll get a different Airbnb this time too. <laughs> you guys not like this one? No, it's sick. It's, it's just so it's, sick. It's really big. It's just kind of like it's it's just really big. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's big. I mean, big. this view is, view is like beautiful. right now. Like this is oh, this is gorgeous. Like dude, the sun, like the sunset, and you can yeah. see it against the I city. Got the short end of the stick on the seating. What? Oh, because no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I know. I've been I've no, been looking out good. here this for is a little the spot. Bit. I got the lighting. Yeah, I mean that that is a fire view. Like, dude, dude, this is a really good great. spot. To dude, for podcasts. us though, like content-wise, this place yeah, is this, pretty Yeah, this place was perfect. Uh, I'll probably get like slightly nicer place next time. But, but dude, yeah, look, even, step even, it up. <laughs> Kyle's gonna come out next time. We're, We're gonna, gonna have like really nice guys. one. Yeah, I'll I mean, sleep dude, on the you couch. Can, you can come chill, dude. These, <laughs> dude, if it's bigger than this, I mean, it's fucking massive. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's this one's seventy-two hundred square feet. I think so. seventy-five, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. There's another like little house thing over there too with another bedroom. Yeah, the gym inside of it. That's the first thing I saw when I pulled up. I was like, pretty cool. They mean business. Yeah. The, um, the roads are kind of sketch though. Yeah, I hate the drive up. I got motion sick. You got motion sick? Yeah, it's just like, dude, I kind of feel like I don't know. Like it's kind of weird how like mountain it is. Yeah, like, how they just build these. You suckers. guys are at the top, dude. Too. It was crazy coming in LA because we, when we went to the dispensary, uh, when we first came in, we went to like Inglewood and this Beverly Hills versus like Inglewood is such yeah, a. It can flip really quick, dude. It's like crazy, one street. Man. Yeah, um, I feel like I was, we're, we're kind of shocked. We're also not really coming like. I feel like hanging out in LA. I would more say we are at an Airbnb yeah, and we're just for conveniently, chilling. conveniently to where we can yeah. network with people in LA because we're not like going out and about. For us, it's better to work. We just have people come here. Go yeah, and just people come here. That's cool. It's a cool spot to chill though. Yeah, yeah no, it is awesome. chill, dude. Also, just in the morning, like coffee and like sitting right there and you can opening open that window. Amazing. Completely. So that's pretty cool. That sounds amazing. We're definitely coming back. Oh yeah, dude, for like, sure. Yeah. 
Um, do you want to go ahead and wrap it up? Yeah. Do you want to plug your uh, your socials or any releases or anything? Yeah, they're all. I mean, all of my socials are uh, like at Company Music with a K, obviously. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, yeah, I mean, I got some shit in the works right now. You know, gonna be putting some more stuff out with Never Say Die soon. And check out that workshop. Check out that workshop. Yeah, definitely check out the workshop and just check out Kyle's music. And yeah, I'm gonna, beast, I'm gonna, man. I'm gonna probably be starting up uh, some sort of YouTube for myself for some tutorials. If you got hit, we'll link it. We'll yeah, link it. You yes, should. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah I appreciate you guys. Yeah, and sick. and we should do a giveaway. Oh yeah, uh, yeah we, we can just do like vote some away. gift cards or something because yeah. we don't have anything here. Let's we'll let's do it. it. All right, we're gonna do do like five hundred dollars cymatics gift cards. Five one hundred dollars cymatics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Stacked. So we're gonna do five. All you gotta do is uh, just literally drop a comment. Timestamps definitely help, but do this on the YouTube channel of your favorite part of the show. So it yeah. definitely helps us because oh, cool. yeah, it helps us find those good moments. Yeah, that is some crazy dude, shit. Like, we're, we're going you guys right have now. always done random little <laughs> bits like that. Like even just for dude, we have some sauce we learned from Gary. Dude, Kyle, yeah. I want to sit down and show you. Like, dude, you you think that little spike we did in your Instagram was crazy? Kyle, <laughs> I'm telling you, sol- dude, we started those Instagrams gonna, in November. I'm gonna dra- I'm gonna drag and punch so your long. Instagram with the workshop because <laughs> I already I'm so down though. Because I know I know how it feels when your numbers were going fast. You were probably like, yeah. oh, oh, shit. Oh, dude, when it when it started popping, I was like refreshing my... I, I, I he was just, a, he, he just was, ringing the dopamine. <laughs> he was like, yeah, Refresh, refresh, refresh. Every time it was full again. Do you do like, that? Ah. Do you do that when you post something? Do you re- keep refreshing? Um, I, do it, I do it a lot with... Uh, I used to be that guy with SoundCloud oh, checking my notifications. So bad, who followed me? And I was going through my stream and that. And like, I barely look at my SoundCloud now. Yeah. There was actually a point a few months ago where I realized I hadn't liked a tune in months. And oh, wow. it used to be never ending like stuff I was inspired by. And I just like got so stale with SoundCloud that I just wasn't really keen to look for music anymore. But I went on a little session of just going through this guy's likes and finding something sick and going through that guy's likes, likes Mm -hmm. and just the, the fucking spiral into the, into the hole of SoundCloud and found a bunch of cool shit and then got inspired and wrote a tune. Cool. (laughs) Yo, yo Kyle, I want to do one more thing that I think is smart. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you two, maybe three questions, and they're more like... Rapid fire. Rapid fire, okay? So don't, don't answer yet, Do okay? I have to eat flaming hot wings. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one, explode. I want to I know like your top, let's just say three, don't tell me now, but three go-to plugins. So like the ones that you can't live without, okay? Can I use stock Ableton stuff? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can say whatever. Okay, not yet though. And then the second thing is, I just want you to give me in like a very like two minutes, one minute of like your number one piece of advice for newer producers. But here comes the hack. This is going to be the audio only, so it's going to be either Apple Music, SoundCloud, Spotify. Boom. So YouTube gets cut off. So, yeah, YouTube's getting cut off right now. See Boom. ya, YouTube. Do you like that? So That's now also so now, so now we're, so so now now we're now getting people over to Spotify. Yeah, moving them over to the audio platforms. Jordan wow. likes that sauce, don't you, Jordan? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that sauce. Cool. So first thing, let's go. So this is the audio only, but... Um, top three plugins that are like go to every producer you would recommend because you can't live without them. Yeah. This is something that's always kind of cycling for me, which is one, one of the reasons I keep really uh, engaged in, I don't know, staying into production is I'm always kind of switching up my workflow and trying new plugins and stuff right now. One of my favorite things for getting tonality and cool like textures in my layering, another kind of step forward for my sound has been crystallizer. It's that granular delay echo synth by sound toys. 
I mess with that a lot. I'm going to mess with that now. It's so good. Uh, that, so you said pick three. Mm-hmm. Obviously, serum. I, I hate to say the most cookie cutter thing, but it's Dude, just driving. It's, yeah. the, it's the heart of my project. You know, everything is kind of revolving around that mid-bass sound design session that I'm planting a seed and working off of that, you know. So I can't not include that. And then I would say, like, trash, too or something mm. along the lines of just like good distortion units, like the kilohertz distortion's really good. Faturator's really good. Camel Crusher's really good, but Trash is just like so sick. Yeah. And you can like convolve in there and run uh, your sound through like different amps and weird animal sounds and stuff like that. And there's strong filters in there and you can multiband and it's, it's just so good, man. really strong, really strong. Or like it's a tie between either that or like, this uh, Melda bundle multiband compressor that NASCO was showing me. That's like NASCO. OC, it's like some OTT secret source of information. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you guys want to know the sauce, uh, go add NASCO on Facebook. Yeah, blow up <laughs> he's NASCO. always he's he, always he, Antonio. You know, it's funny. NASCO's so good. If, if yeah, I, something. I think I, t- I mean I chatted with him a few times on Facebook, but I was like, dude, if if. I just guided him in the right for content. We guided him in content. Oh, dude, he could crazy. Yeah, he so deserves good, to blow up. He's yeah. super. He, he super will. Good. I, he's I just no one doubt. of those really technical producers mm-hmm. that understands what he's doing. You know, he's got a, a lot of thought process behind the way he approaches. You know, even just sound design mix downs. He's really, really technically advanced. Dude, I cool. love talking to him. He's so passionate. Yeah, he, I would love to get him on here sometime. He, but he goes just lives overseas. Yeah, you should just gonna, Skype with him. Intern with us cuz you need it for yeah, school or some shit. He uh but. he will every now and again just get on a Discord call with me and show me a bunch of crazy shit that's like he's young i learn a lot yeah, from. he's like 18 he's Jesus, so good man. He's super young I, I think i met him when he was like 16 or something and he mm-hmm. was so good at the time man i was like holy shit bro. i remember i can't i can't Jupe believe was this like kid him. Is he's yeah, Jupe's another guy Jupe. he's he's a beast too um, throwback legend. Yeah. okay what was the other question uh the other question was what is like just in i guess a short form one piece of advice you give a brand new producer like trying to make it um, obviously on top, like YouTube is going to be my main answer, but I have one kind of addition to that is, is also logging hours, like mm. a lot of time just getting comfortable doing a lot of people want to avoid the thing they're not really good at when you need to get in the mindset of kind of growing those skills. Like a lot of people will suck at sound design. So they use presets and it's like, you're just working your way around something you know Mm -hmm. you're you're putting yourself in a weird spot so youtube is just insanely resourceful and you got to find your weakest point of production and go on and and watch tutorials and apply the information it's like you can watch 800 videos of how to ride a bike but if you don't go out and start fucking pedaling you're just gonna like not be able to like process out the information you know so Mm -hmm. going through the actions just logging a lot of work in on Ableton in general is going to be one of those things that is going to make you, it's not, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's going to be a, every month or two, you're going to look back at a tune and be like, I could have done something better to that. That's how you're going to know you're improving, even though it's so subtle. Or you like, shouldn't oh, be I w- doing that. I wish I did improving? this, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, cool. All right, guys, there you have it. Company.